here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold, the NFL Week 13 Gambling Preview. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. Let's jump right into the action starting on Sunday. First game on the board, the Jets plus three at the Minnesota Vikings. Total set at 44 and a half. Super, super interesting game that you have not have thought of before the season. Mike White slinging it around. Kirk Cousin looked great on Thanksgiving. What is your read on this game? Uh, this total has come down. I got the under 46 earlier in the week. I would really like to know if their left tackle for Minnesota is playing. Darisaw is it's a very obvious notice without him on the field. There were Minnesota's off an extended rest because they played on Thanksgiving. Their defense is just remains the problem. Like they are not in midseason past midseason form where you would want them to be for a team that does have, you know, the record that they do. I am very torn on this game. My lean is to go Minnesota, but could the Jets pull this off after what we just saw White do against Chicago? Um, maybe. I think that's possible. We could I probably will follow for movement on this game. This might be an interesting teaser piece here. I don't know. I want to see Justin Jefferson against Sauce, and I think that's about uh, where my excitement around this game lies. Yeah, um, I think that I'm going to end up on the Vikings. Anytime that Kirk Cousins three-point favor versus a not-great team, I mm-hmm. would say the Jets, they're good, but they're not great. Uh, right. Field goal favorite at home, 10 a.m. spot, the perfect you know, Kirk spot. Beautiful. Usually where I want to land on this deal. Uh, unfortunately, Minnesota, the most overrated team in football, as we have, I've talked about many times on this podcast. Uh, just look at their yards per play for and against on the season. Look at their point differential. This team should not be what they are record-wise at 9-2. and two. That being said, I you know, I love Mike White. He played great last week. It was also the Bears. Like, let's be honest about it. Yeah. Vikings, not great defensively, but – they're going to be able to do more against them than the Bears did. I think the Vikings minus three, probably the way to go, but I'm going to read the market. This is not one of my favorite bets of the week. Yeah, I and one of my predictions too is I think Mike White has another nice game, and then next week you see him absolutely have a shit game, kind of like he did last, last year where he played – Two good games, then the third game wasn't that great, and then we saw Zach Wilson again. So uh, I know that was due to injury, different circumstances this time. But Mike White is – a lot of times people forget, like, these guys are backup quarterbacks for a reason. There's a reason why he didn't start at the beginning of this season. He's a backup quarterback, um, and he, I think, will eventually show those colors. I think it's adorable. Everyone is ready to say that the Jets can go to the Super Bowl with Mike White. They're not going to the fucking Super Bowl with Mike White. They're barely going to make the playoffs if it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> However, he did he did do his job. He successfully completed the the small uh, science experiment last week. He covered. That's yeah. That's what backup quarterbacks do. They they do a they do what they're supposed to do. They just can't and do they, it for extended amount of time. There is going to be a game this week that uh, maybe we could ride that again. We'll see. Um, well, I'm th- I'm thinking like I know that Bryce Perkins started last week, but like, he may have a shot to do it again this week against Seattle. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but let's jump over. Oh boy. All right, Steph, hold your breath. 
Giants Man. plus two and a half at home versus the Washington Commanders. Total set at 40 and a half. I do this every week now, it seems like. My biggest bet of the week is the New York Giants plus two and a half. What? Plus three. This is the perfect spot to bet on the New York Giants, a team that everyone's written off, maybe potentially including yourself. And this Taylor Heineke team, everybody's all up in Taylor Heineke's nutsack at this point. I know. Guess what? It's gross. Get the fuck out. He is not playing that well. The rest of the team is playing fine. I don't care that Chase Young may come back. The Giants are going to win this game. They're going to win it by a touchdown or more, and everyone's going to be like, oh, the Giants are back. No, I don't think the Giants are back. I just think this is an elite spot, home dog. I think they get it done. Washington's riding way too high. The fact that they're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, are you kidding me? Get out of here. This is Giants all day. Lock it up. Yeah, I'm with you. I And listen, I don't ever really confidently come on here. I think that – Washington does a lot of things right, and a lot of those things that are right are not coming from Heineke. They also were handed, they were gift-wrapped that W last week by Mariota in the end zone, throwing the ball to literally not his team. That's why they won the game. It had nothing to do. Atlanta kept up with them. I think the New York Giants are getting healthy at the right time. They They probably will end up sneaking their way into a wild card spot at this point. It's pretty unbearable to watch the New York Giants considering the offensive weapons they have. It's going to come down to Saquon. Um, they literally need to get him going. The They've lost three of four games and that they failed to reach 100 yards on the ground. So they need Saquon to do that. I'll probably be looking at Brian Robinson props this game. New York Giants stink against the run. He's been looking fantastic, shutting me up a little bit there. I'm with you. I think, again, not that I'm going to put my money there, but there's value there. And this team, people don't realize last week they had seven guys in that were waved off another team this season. I'm shaking my desk because it's so ridiculous. It's so out of control what this team is playing with. So I like the New York Giants this week. Also, the commanders have to come down. We're like a little bit on this like Heineke in his nuts type thing that needs to go down. Mark my words right now. I'll call the final score. Giants 24, Commander 17. Lock it up. I love it. I'm telling you that it's happened. All right, let's get to Tennessee Titans plus five and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total set at 44 and a half. This was actually the first bet I made this week. Tennessee Titans plus seven. I like them at plus five and a half still. I think that eh, maybe four and a half is probably the lowest I would go on this. Also, if you can get it, I would suggest that you do this right now. Tennessee Titans plus three and a half, first half. This is what they do. I know the Eagles have been an elite first half team all year. Guess who's been even better, and we'll keep it low scoring. The Tennessee Titans. Give me the under in the first half. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half in the first half. I think this game is close and competitive. The Eagles, I still, you know, they played great last week against the Packers. They still almost didn't cover. They gave them 33 points Mm -hmm. to Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson and a bunch of – A.J. Dillon actually did stuff, and A.J. Dillon stinks now. Believe me, the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles are a little fraudulent. I'm willing to say. Yeah, I think that the Eagles defense is continuing to show these, like, glimmers of weaknesses, and teams are starting to figure that out. And I think a team that does a very good job absolutely, like – stabbing you exactly where your weakness is, is a Vrabel coach, Tennessee yeah. Titans. Like they do a very good job 
identifying exactly what you suck at. And for the Eagles, one of those things is they're not great against the run. I think that Derrick Henry probably has a big game. This is a, definitely going to be a trenches battle. And the Titans just don't really get beat by a big margin. It's just not the type of team they are. You got a better number than me. I only saw it at six, so I'm a little bit jealous. Seems like all the money and the bets are on Tennessee as well. So uh, we'll see. But I don't I don't see Philadelphia beating them by a significant amount here. 82% of the bets and 94% of the money is on the Titans. The look-ahead line for what it's worth was Titans plus two. So he's still getting value in my eyes. Mike Vrabel as a dog. You know what? I always, especially over a field goal, I want to be on that side. I don't care. Yeah. I think that guy's a top five coach in the league, and he's going to have him ready in a big game, in a big spot. No chance that they want to lose two mm-hmm. in a row, even though in that division they can probably afford to. All right, let's get to quickly, because I don't want to talk about this team for much longer. Denver Broncos plus eight and a half at the Baltimore Ravens. Total set at 38 and a half. The final score of this game may look a lot like the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints last week. 13-0 may be a legitimate final. I don't know what's happening with the Ravens offense, but they suck. Denver, we've talked about them ad nauseum. I don't really want to talk about them anymore. Eight and a half, way too big of a line. I think there's probably value in playing Denver here, but no chance I want to bet on Russ at this point. This game is a hard, hard pass for me. If you want to bet the under 38 and a half, go have fun. Yeah, uh, just Denver, like, get out of my face. Like, I just want nothing to do with them. I think they're pathetic. They just lost to the Panthers. Like, they scored three points until late in the fourth quarter. What are you really doing? Now no one's going to Wilson's birthday party, which I don't even think is that big of a headline. I think that we know that this Bo is the Callahan. Case. I know. He is Bo Callahan. It's hilarious. Um, and I'm, I'm – on, on top of being annoyed and sick of the Denver Broncos, another team I am quite literally growing very tired of is the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what they're doing. They need to get it together. You cannot rely. And I, I literally love Lamar Jackson. I have futures on him to be MVP, which is obviously not looking good at all. You cannot rely on your legs. That is not every single game. That's not a productive way to win games in this league. It's just not going to happen. He needs to trust one of his wide receivers. I know it's slim pickings out there for them. Um, but this also could be the game where we finally see the Denver Broncos defense just totally give up. So this game is gross. And for that reason, I actually kind of like the over here. I'm not going to lie. I, I can Ooh. see this game being like, I don't know, Baltimore 26, Denver 13, something around there, maybe. Maybe they go back. Yeah, I think they could sneak it over here. I kind of like it. Uh, Baltimore minus two and a half as a teaser piece is a really good piece. Um, It may be a little too easy, but, you know, it makes a lot of sense. All right, let's get to, well, for legal reasons, we probably shouldn't talk about this game for too long. That's okay. Deshaun Watson is back for the Cleveland Browns, minus seven at the Houston Texans. Total is set at 47. Cleveland is a teaser piece from seven to one, probably makes a lot of sense. Houston's going to get, I don't know, this game's all going to get all sorts of weird. I don't even know if they're going to be able to talk about what they need to talk about on the coverage. Yeah, It's going to be odd. I am very interested to see what Deshaun looks like having not played football in two years. <laughs> um, but I feel weird talking about him at this point. It's a, it's a unique situation, to say the least. Yeah. Um, well, I'll talk about it because I don't really care that much. Not anything serious, but okay. Quarterbacks aside, because I keep hearing this, like we haven't seen Watson, blah, 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 blah. I don't think this line would be any fucking different if Watson wasn't coming back this week. Yeah. Like, Like I don't care. Like the Houston Texans are straight 
booty cheek. Like they are not good. They stink. They're a bad, bad football team. It does not matter who is playing quarterback. Like, is there some kind of revenge aspect to this? Because Houston's really, I don't think they really care that much. Like, I don't think yeah. it's that serious. Um, Texans have averaged like under 30. It's so absurd. Under 30 rush yards, whatever it is, the last two games. I think Pierce, my, my takeaway from this game is the total seems absurd. I'm still comfortable probably taking the touchdown with Cleveland because even if Watson does look like shit, you can literally just put percent in and he could probably get this done. Um, I think Damian Pierce gets right this game. Uh, I think that Cleveland is allowing the 10th most rushing yards to their opponents their last three games, averaging like 125 rush yards to their opponents. So I think this is a get right Damian Pierce game. I'm going to be very comfortable taking his overs where everyone has already jumped shit because of like two or three bad games. So this is a Damian Pierce game. The rest of it, I don't care about. All right, let's move on. Jacksonville plus one at the Detroit Lions. Total set at 51 and a half. This number has jumped all around also. I've seen the Jaguars mm. as high as minus one. A little torn on this one. I kind of like the Jaguars as a dog, but I actually thought that the line, it crossed zero, went to Jacksonville minus one, and I thought it was going to get to three, which I thought was a buy point for the Lions. Now it's back to one for the Lions. I kind of lean the Jaguar. I think I saw something from Trevor Lawrence last week. I think Travis Etienne is going to be healthy. I think that they're about to have – they still have, like, this nugget of the AFC South out there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll probably end up on Jacksonville. I'm just not super confident. I do like Jacksonville, though. One to seven as a teaser piece. Great bet. Like that. Okay, so you know I love to name things and give titles to stuff. I have a title for this game. This is the Kool-Aid game. So it depends which Kool-Aid you're drinking. (laughs) Are you drinking the Kool-Aid that you saw something from Trevor Lawrence on that great fourth quarter drive and Doug Pearson took his his big balls out and said, let's go for two? Or are you drinking the Kool-Aid that Detroit only lost to Buffalo by three points and you're still kind of still on the whole – um, what is the freaking show? I can't think of it right now. The hype around hard knocks and Detroit there and the go. whole love story. Yeah, it came to me a long day. Um, so it depends what Kool-Aid you're drinking. Are you drinking the Jaguars Kool-Aid or the Detroit Kool-Aid? Decide which one you're drinking. And then that is how you can probably decide this game. I actually think this might end up being one of the better games on the slate because mm-hmm. they kind of have this matched energy. I like the total to go over. I think it will probably turn into that type of game. This should be a really, really fun game to watch, if nothing else. Saying that these – actually, I, I think that that's perfect. These are basically the exact same teams, and if you switched uniforms, we'd think the exact same out of both. <laughs> sure. keep, the coaches, keep the coaches on their both teams. If you had Trevor Lawrence with Dan Campbell, exactly the same things would happen, which is probably yeah. not great for Trevor right. Lawrence as a number one pick looking forward if we think that he's basically just Jared Goff. <laughs> but that's okay. Um <laughs> All right, let's get to Atlanta, minus one, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. So total is set at 42. Don't really know what either team is competing for at this point. Atlanta has not really looked great. No Kyle Pitts for the rest of the season, which kind of sucks. Pittsburgh did look good against the Colts, but as you say, the Colts might be booty cheeks. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know really what to make this game. I, I want to bet on Pittsburgh, but I'm thinking that Atlanta minus one is probably too low. People are too high on Pittsburgh after that Colts win. So this kind of screams an Atlanta spot to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. This game is just, this, I don't know what to say about this game. I don't have a lot of points. My, my points about this game are that Atlanta 
is only scoring 18 points per game in their last whatever amount of matchups. And they're basically facing TJ Watt defense and some Kenny Pickett hype because he played a nice game in a dome. You know, the Steelers are so volatile under the helm of Matt Canada. So until they get rid of him, I feel like anything could really happen with this offense. I think that if Atlanta can continue to run the ball well, maybe we have it, something to talk about. But uh, I think I like the over, maybe. Maybe this gets a little gross. I think both teams have kind of proven that they can score points, too. So it might just turn into one of those sloppy games. Ooh, a sloppy over 42. Don't hate it. All right, let's get to Green Bay Packers minus four and a half at the Chicago Bears. Total set at 43 and a half. Why Aaron Rodgers wants to play in this game, I am not quite sure. What the organization should do is just hand it over to Jordan Love and see what you got and try to trade him. He looked just fine against the Eagles. Not saying much given the fact that they scored 33 points, but he looked fine. Uh, I would love to see him get some more action. On the other side of the ball, Chicago, please do not play Justin Fields for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Prove that you have a franchise quarterback. He has a separated left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Why are we risking any sort of future damage? You're not really learning anything, anything about your team at this point. Therefore, I don't see any value on either side here. If if you think if we get information that Rodgers is going to play and that Justin Fields isn't going to play, go bet the Packers. It's fine. He owns the Bears. But otherwise, full stay away from me. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm okay on the Bears without Fields. Like, if that is what the situation is, like, I don't want to bet on this team. I want really nothing to do with them. There's no reason to force this kid on the field either. Like, absolutely no reason. Jordan Love looked pretty good. Um, I think that Rodgers' ego is coming into play here, and I think that that is why he wants to be on the field. I think that also this might be a good opportunity for Rodgers to get that ego boost that he wants against this very porous Chicago defense that is not good at all. Um, I like Aaron Jones' game because of the defense that he's facing. Maybe he gets in the end zone twice. We'd like to see what the odds are on that. I don't know what I I lean Green Bay here because I don't think it makes sense to have Justin Fields playing uh but could you probably get a better number once they officially announce that yes so interesting all right let's get the two afternoon games that no one really cares about before we get to the two bangers uh seattle minus seven and a half at the los angeles rams total set at 41 the seattle seahawks are coming back to earth it's fine we get it we both called that the las vegas raiders were going to win last week josh jacobs blocked it off for us on the money line plus 170 we all had a good time the Rams have no one playing. No, Allen Robinson's out for the season. Cooper Cup's out for the season. Matthew Stafford might retire. Aaron Donald. I don't, who's playing for them at this point? I don't know. Guess what? The Rams are going to cover this game. They're going to cover yeah. plus seven and a half in this game, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I'm very confident of it. Bet it now before that line gets to seven. Seven and a half will be a key number in this one. Yeah, I am with you. I got it at eight, and I am very happy that I did. The Rams are pathetic. Like, I, yep. this is, has nothing to do with my confidence in the Rams. Um, Kansas City nearly doubled the Rams' total yards last week. Obviously, Kansas City is a very different team than Seattle. Seattle's off their, what, second straight loss now? Yep. A little desperate for a playoff spot, if you want to say that. I think that Seattle, again, like we have said this repeatedly, they're just coming back down to earth. This is kind of what you expected they're still playing better than actually most of us thought coming into the season. So I like the under in this game. Um, outside of that, it's going to be about it. 
All right, uh, let's get to Chargers, minus one and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders, total set at 15 and a half. Raiders, playing better, showed me something last week. Josh Jacobs, absolute monster, but also Josh Jacobs might have completely destroyed his body. I don't know if he's going to actually be able to play in this game. Mm-hmm. Rumors that Mike Williams actually might be able to come back for this game. Kind of, here's where I'm at in this game. The Chargers like to score a lot in the first half. They don't score in the second half. So give me the Chargers first half money line and give me the over on the first half here, 24 and a half. What happens the rest of the game? Your bet is as good as mine. I have no idea. I can see the Raiders winning this game. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on the plus one and a half, I'm with you. I get it. If you want to take that number from one and a half against seven and a half, I think that's really smart. The Chargers do not blow teams out. That might be the best teaser piece on the board. The Chargers first half money line, that's the bet. Yeah. <laughs> this game's fine. I don't know. They're both te- <laughs> Again, like that's why we got to these games first. And both teams squeezed out wins Sunday. Chargers can't stop the run for shit. So if Josh Jacobs is in, then I think that they're probably not in a good spot. I'm sure he will bend them right over that's the case. Um, I'm dying to see his first career receiving. Do you know he's never had a receiving touchdown? That is That's literally crazy. insane to me. That's crazy. Four years and has not had one. Um, I think this game could be really high scoring, though. Like, I like the over here. Um, outside of that, I don't know. You're right. I think I'm going to tail the Chargers first half there, and then after that, let this game play out. Who knows? Watch this game go into overtime. I might even bet that. I think this game's going into overtime. That's what I think. That's my bet of the week. (laughs) I I love that bet. I'm in. Uh, Okay, here we go. Two bangers in the afternoon. The Miami Dolphins plus four at the San Francisco 49ers. Total set of 46 and a half. We we will hear no less than 5,000 times this week that Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan have worked together for a decade plus. Mm -hmm. Right-hand man. They run the exact same offense. I'm going to hand the floor over to you because I know that you mentioned that you had maybe a little spicy take on this game. My spicy take isn't as strong as I thought the more I looked at this game. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this game. You know what you keep hearing is that the 49ers are not scoring a lot of points. And while they are not scoring a lot of points, I don't think that they're still winning games. So is it that big of a deal? I'm kind of unbothered by that right now. It might hurt them later on. I'm very excited to see what San Francisco's defense looks like against this very explosive offense that is Miami. Miami has not beaten a team with a record over 500 since like week three. Miami is not getting tested. This is Miami's first real test. My gut is to fade consensus on this game and take the 49ers. I know that everyone doesn't want to do that. I kind of would rather, if I'm going to play this game with Miami, I kind of just want to take Miami straight up on the money line. There's so much hype around this game. I think this is going to get weird, but I would love to hear your takes on this. My second biggest bet of the week. Is Dolphins. The San Francisco 49ers. Yes! (laughs) Let's go! This is, there's a couple of different reasons for this. One, I think that I'm pretty, I might be really higher than the market on the 49ers, but I think they're an elite team. Get this. Mm -hmm. They have not given up a second half point since week seven. Go back and look. They have not allowed a single point in the second half since week seven. This defense is one of the best units in the NFL, especially when they have time to adjust. I know they looked like shit last week. They still put up a zero burger on the New Orleans Saints. The offense, yeah, whatever. Guess what? The Dolphins' defense sucks. It's not Mm -hmm. good. And you know what else the Dolphins do? They come out in the first half and they look great. 
and then they took their foot off the, the gas, and they don't look mm-hmm. great in the second half. I don't know if they know how to close a game yet because they. you're right. They have played shit teams, and they haven't had to yet. You know what you're going to have yeah. to do in San Francisco? You're going to have to try and put away a game. I don't think it's going to happen. The San Francisco team knows exactly what they need to do to get this done. I think the San Francisco has a big game. If you want to play Miami, I would say this. Go take them first half. There's a better chance of them covering in the first half and perhaps win yeah. the first half outright, first half money line, than the game. If you're betting on San Francisco, do not touch the first half. Just do the full game. I am confident that they will win this yeah. game by a touchdown. And I kind of like the under in this game. It's 46 and a half. I think it will be low scoring. Take the Miami team total under. I think that they win this game. Mm-hmm. Let's go uh, 20, like 23-14. I think it's going to be that low scoring. Wow. I love it. Yeah, I just think that, listen, if Miami can win – and I mean win by a touchdown. Like, I don't mean just win. Like, you have to win, win. Make a point. Then I will – I'll start buying into Miami a little bit more because I'm not bought in yet. They, they have convinced me of really nothing other than they have a very, very good offense because they have all the pieces that they need to have a very good offense. Like, it would be actually embarrassing if their offense wasn't awesome because they have all the pieces to have an awesome offense. So, I'll buy a little bit into Miami if they are able to win this game by a touchdown. But – until then, I need, a, I need a little bit more proving it. San Francisco. That's the big bet Down. of the week. All right. And the other one for the yes. afternoon slate. Thank you, NFL guys, for giving us an incredible afternoon slate. Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half at the Cincinnati Bengals. Total is set at 53. Mm-hmm. The total is going up. The line is coming down. That's all I got in this game. I know what I'm supposed to do, and there is no fucking chance that I'm doing it. I have written – the Cincinnati Bengals the past three weeks, and I am doing wonderfully because of it. Everyone has told me in the gambling world that I'm supposed to bet on Cincinnati Bengals again this week. They've won two straight against the Kansas City Chiefs. All of the public is on the Kansas City Chiefs. I know what I am supposed to do, and there's no chance I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I'm staying away from this game. Give me Cincinnati as a teaser piece if you want to. One and a half to seven and a half. Great. I will bet the over. Specifically, actually, I have a best bet in this game. First half over, 25 and a half. Go lock that in. I think the points come early and often. But there's no chance I'm betting on this game either side at minus one and a half. I'm not betting on this game with that number. You have to be freaking high. You have to be so high to get me to bet at this number. That is crazy. The Bengals knocked the Chiefs off in OT to win the AFC Championship last year. The Bengals are averaging. I know all the stats. 34.6 points. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. The Chiefs don't win exactly by a margin. It's probably part of the number here. I get that Sadie is coming back into form, and I think that is so special. But I think that this could be one of those games where Kansas City just suffocates them in the second half. And for that reason, I'm out. Kind of like the under. I lean the under in this game. Um, I think it's come down, though, from probably the number that I saw when I was looking at this. Um, But, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this game. I want to watch this game. I do not want to bet on this game. This is a great fantasy game. Please do not put any money. Well, you know what? Screw it. Go have a good time. I'm not going to be one of those yeah. guys that tell you not to gamble. If you Tyler Boyd. Oh, there you go. Anytime? <laughs> anytime, sure. Anytime touchdown? All right, yeah. cool. We're Tyler Boyd, anytime <laughs> touchdown in this game. All right, let's get to Sunday and Monday Night Football. Both of these games suck. We're going to keep it really short. Colts plus 11 at Dallas. Total set at 43.5. Dallas can be run on a little bit. Jonathan Taylor is basically all they can do. 11 points is absolutely egregious. I got to take the Colts plus 11 here. I don't want to, but just like we saw with the Giants there, Mm -hmm. 
They can backdoor cover anytime they want to against Dallas. So plus 11, you guys are insane. That's way too much. Yeah, it's too many points, especially for this weird, like, the Colts are like this scrappy Jeff Saturdays. Like, that's what I want to call it. Like, they're, he's weirdly outside of not know, knowing how to use a timeout. The only thing that I'm worried about here is Matt Ryan, like, potentially retiring at halftime. Because if Dallas's defense destroys yeah. him, I'm so scared for him because he looked so geriatric in the beginning of the game on Monday. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Too many points for me. Um, I think Dallas looks super efficient, but I think there's ways to get to to this team and to get to Dak and to get them to make mistakes. Yeah, they have extended rest. That's fine. We don't really care. Too many points. The only advice that I will give anyone for betting on Sunday Night Football is this. Every single person in the world is going to bet on defensive anytime touchdown for the Cowboys. It's too obvious. Please save <laughs> your money and don't do it. Find a different way to gamble. Defensive anytime touchdown for Dallas. It's the sports push just going to try and steal. Yeah, they're going to run you. the ball, so just don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, last one: Monday Night Football. Saints plus four at Tampa Bay. Total set at forty and a half. Why is Jameis Winston not starting for the New Orleans Saints? Everyone's going to ask. No one knows. No one cares. Dennis Allen's going to be fired after this year. Mark it down. I guarantee it. Tampa Bay minus four, coming off of a loss. And unbelievable loss to the Cleveland Browns still in first place in their division I don't know what's going on with this team this might be a Monday Night Football I might not watch it this is the grossest game on the board New Orleans has absolutely dominated Tampa Bay since Brady got there but Mm -hmm. this version of the Saints is not the old version of the Saints so I really don't want to bet on either side here yeah it's funny like all the bets and the money are already coming in on the Saints which is kind of the Saints couldn't even score a point against the 49ers which Goes back to when we were talking about the Miami game when what I was talking about earlier. But besides for that, I I don't I don't care about this game that much. I the NFC South is pathetic. They're all under five hundred. I just I, I don't know what to say about this. I like the under in this game. That's about it. I don't have much much more to say. Tampa Bay still they're not figuring it out. We thought they figured it out one week. They kind of figured it out in whatever they were, London, Munich, wherever it was. And then not really. So I don't know. I want nothing to do with this. I think that Howie Roseman's probably paying the Saints to not put in James Winston, whatever the deal is. Uh, but this is gross, except for maybe some better games in prime time. All right. That does it for Gambling with Gold, week 13, NFL bets. You can follow us at Champions Round, get all the information on our latest giveaways. Uh, we hope that you win lots of money this weekend. Thank you for listening. Good luck with bets. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.